0: You know what time it is, let's go! Friday, baby, Friday, TGIF edition of the show. And as much as I enjoy making my appearances on the Paul Feinbaum Show, this is what I enjoy the most, talking to you, the Alabama Crimson Tide faithful, right here on the hottest Shore on the streets, the number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, your liaison of conversation in terms of Tide football, touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. So happy, thrilled, excited to have everybody tune in to the show on today. Got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down, a lot to discuss. We are bringing you the show. We stream the show to you through YouTube. Go ahead right now. Give us a thumbs up on the show. Hit that subscribe button, like the show. Turn on those notifications so that way you can have all the updates, news, notes, alerts on your favorite program. Also, not only streaming to you through YouTube, but we got you covered here through Facebook and through Twitter as well. So no excuse for you not to be tuned in, locked and loaded onto the number one ticket for Bama football news. Gotta shout out my man John Ivory, my brother from another mother one time. In that production studio, like I said, excited to to be hitting you with a lot of things, a lot of news, a lot of notes, a lot of nuggets to uh, discuss on today. And we want you guys being a part of the show. And you do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. That daily Super Chat Goal, $75 there. Jimmy Clay has already hit the goal with the $100. Benjamin Franklin put it in the bag for Jimmy, the baddest man in the the land. Clay here, that $100 donation coming from our own Jimmy Clay. Appreciating the love starting us off strongly from him. But like I said, for all of you, that Super Chat Goal, $75. Super Chat go right there. But before we get into topic number one of the conversation tonight, I, I, our, my heart and the heart of everybody here at TDA deepest condolences go out to the family of Earl Simmons, better known as DMX, who passed away today at the age of fifty years of uh, at the age of fifty years old due to complications from the uh, coronavirus here. And for DMX, this was somebody I grew up watching take over the music industry at the turn of the century. I mean, people talk about Rockefeller and what Jay-Z and those guys did. People talk about Bad Boy with Diddy and, and Biggie and Mace and those guys. People talk about Cash Money Records with Birdman, Slim, Wayne, Juvenile, BG, Turk. People talk about No Limit Records with Master P and c Murder. And his crew and all of those guys were phenomenal. But at the turn of a century, nobody did it with the ferocity that DMX and Rough Riders did it. In. I mean, you had DMX, you had the Locks, you had Eve, you had Jada Kiss. Like Rough Riders was Rough Riders. Like DMX, the real deal here—that the raw, unrefined MC of hip hop. Nobody did it with the zeal, with the fire, with the energy. That Dmx had. I mean, I remember, you know, when of course it was it was a uh, VH1's behind the music, and uh, you know, people sat there and they talked about how the, the you the, you recognize, you believe Jay Z. Not Jay Z, Young Jeezy. He had that quality about him that you believed him. Through it all, and uh, DMX had that same quality. He could tap into so many emotions in your sensory. Whether they were happy, joyful, pain—didn't matter what it was. DMX tapped into your emotions. I grew up. A huge DMX fan, so uh, rest in peace to uh, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Guys, shout out Senator Hines also, the man. Senator Hines, that $19.99 donation coming from him, the pimp of the Blue Wrench Gang. But we give it now, topic number one of the conversation. And this goes to the second scrimmage, which is taking place on Saturday Inside Bryant-Denny Stadium, previewing to you the second scrimmage. Some questions, some thoughts, some concerns that you, the Tide Nation, have. And first and foremost... As we look into the second game-like practice, we have to discuss the quarterbacks and the offensive line uh, together, right? So uh, the quarterbacks, we all know uh, Bryce Young went out there, had a huge first scrimmage, you know, four touchdown passes for him. Uh, You know, Paul Tyson did some things also in that first scrimmage, but the offensive line, though the defense really dominated, the Alabama offensive line, you know, in that first game-like practice, walking guys into the backfield. You know, Coach Saban talked about how, you know, the, the front group in uh, the first scrimmage had, you know, they, they had the that their heads were swimming a little bit, didn't have their seam legs under them. You know, when you're facing a experienced uh, veteran defense, those types of things will happen. So. But this time around, you got to look at will the quarterbacks get better protection here in this second scrimmage? And this is a big thing here because I go back to, to last year here for just a moment when Bryce Young entered games in 2020. More times than not, he had that second-team group on the offensive line. Now, the one time he did enter the game and the first-team group was still out there, that was the touchdown pass he threw to, De- to Devontae Smith against Kentucky, but more times than not, had the second-team group out there. So now that second-team unit going into the first-team unit due to Evan Neal and you know Chris Owens are the only two you know starters, and more so Evan Neal than Owens, from the offensive line this past season going into this year. So, got to be able to protect the quarterback. Got to be able to protect Bryce Young so he can make plays. Got to be able to protect Paul Tyson so he can make plays. He's in Jalen Milrow as he continues to grow as well. So uh, quarterback room, got to get that protection, but also the offensive line itself got to show that improvement from the first practice to this one. Got to show that they're not scared of this defense. They can hold their own. They can clap back. They can get some things done up here because you, you've got guys like Javion Cohan. You've got guys like you got Kohan. You got Uh, Damian George, you've got uh, Tanner Bowles, you've got Tommy Brown, you've got some guys here on this offensive line that, though they have not gotten just a ton of playing time yet, they do have some experience. And also, you look at your your freshman guys, where Tommy Brockemeyer, J.C. Latham, and uh, Terrence Ferguson are concerned, also. So this is a scrimmage for those guys, these young guys, to hold their ground, to stand up against this first-team defense, this first-team unit, and protect the quarterback, show Coach Saban, show Doug Marone the offensive line coach that you have taken some uh, you've taken steps, you've taken progression, you've taken growth and you're ready to apply that to being on the field here on Saturday. Coach Saban mentioned this week in practice that the uh, the young guys on the offensive line and the group as a whole gotten better, playing with more fire, playing with more consistency, playing with more confidence. So They got to take it out there on the field and protect the quarterbacks here in this second scrimmage. As we go on over to... My next idea here and previewing this, we got the running backs and the wide receivers. Starting this thing off with the running backs here. Running backs didn't have an opportunity to really break out, have big runs, have massive production. They did some solid things, some good things in the first scrimmage, but they didn't have that they didn't have those those big runs, those chunk plays at that massive type of production. So here in this situation, when you look at Brian Robinson, Keenan Robinson, uh, Jace McClellan, and Roy Dale Williams, a big chance for this group of four to go out here and have a big showing. Under running back's coach, Robert Gillespie, hit those holes, create those big plays, get into the second and third level of a defense, pound these guys a little bit, running backs. This is their chance to show what they can do. Yes, Najee Harris is gone. We get that. But B-Rob's got experience. B-Rob's got leadership. B-Rob's played a lot of football. Here's a big opportunity for him. Jace McClellan got in. Quite a bit this past season. An opportunity for him to take that next step and grow. Same with Roydale Williams. We got the return of Keenan Robinson. And he was out there in the spring of 2019. I know 2019 is different than 2021, but this, this is still a guy in Robinson. He's got the speed. He's bulked up the body. Got a lot of talent. A lot of ability that he brings to the table. So for the running backs, getting out there, ha- being able to make those plays in the open field. That for that group right there. Of uh, the same thing at the wide receiver position. I know John Mechie, you no know, banged up, at this spring, not able to do as much. But for guys like Slade Bolden, Xavier Williams, Javon Baker, you know those players, and also you know you got the young guys when you discuss. Uh, Christian Leary, Jacory Brooks, A. Hall. This is their opportunity here in this second scrimmage to show what what they can do. Coach Saban mentioned an oppressor that well, this week that Baker and Williams have both made progress. They've both improved, they've both gotten better. You no, know, Baker's got the physical tools. He's a much more understanding and knowing what the offense entails for him to do, the mental errors down, production numbers up for him. Xavier Williams, Ziggy, kind of a jack of all trades, can play inside, can play outside, can play you know all the positions. X, Z, slide, returning punts as well. Gotta see. Those guys take that next step. But you look at Slade Bolden. A lot of people see him as more of a possession guy. Can he have you know a breakout moment in this second scrimmage, catching passes, building that chemistry, that timing with one Bryce Young at the quarterback position? And then you know some of these other guys, a Thayu Jones Bell, a Sean Holden, among a- a- along with the freshmen. What can these guys bring? What can these guys provide here? To the table. So, running back room, wide receiver room, didn't do all that much in the first scrimmage aside from Javon Baker catching a slant for a touchdown. But this is their opportunity to step up and have a big moment here on Saturday. And then, last but not least, here, the Alabama defense. Will the defense win again? It dominated the first scrimmage, and it created a lot of conversation. People were talking about, is the defense back? Is the Bama defense good? Are they set to go? Is Pete Golding really going to do this thing? Like, is this a, Are we going to have a solid, you know, stomp down, good defense in the coming fall? Well— they go out here and they dominate the second scrimmage, it becomes less of questions and more of confirmed statements of Alabama's going to have a defense. Alabama's going to have a group that's going to come at our position this season and shut some things down. So, you know the final thought process there is for U.S. fans, can Alabama defense go out there and continue building off of what it did in the first scrimmage? It's going to be fun. I think we'll be able to have Some key success there. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that doubt. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we dive into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your your texts, your chats, your conversations. We get into a dialogue with you, the fans, after this.
1: Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only 9 dollars and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to Whitwillsports.com and get your title towel today.
2: Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's Heirloom Pound dot com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's Heirloom Pound dot com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch.
0: As we are back in from the break here on a Friday, TGIF edition of the show, Number one ticket for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Guys, shout out Jimmy Clay, baby. Boom, baby. Jimmy Clay again. That $25 donation to the Super Chats. Appreciate the love he continues to show and does show here toward us at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But we get getting it out the phone lines. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number right there, 205-448-1358. And we start the night off with Waylon. My brother, how you feeling on Friday?
3: Well, I feel pretty good. Today's Friday, TGIL. So we're going in the weekend. Maybe we won't have any storms here tonight. Everything's looking A-OK there. Got everything aired out on Wednesday. I think the Britches ought to be smelling a little better now like they were on Wednesday. But anyway, we got a lot here to talk about. We want to start off here with what it. it seems like every day we have to mention somebody passed away. Of course, you you know, you take yourself, uh, the uh, being a journalist like you are, sports writer, uh, sports broadcaster, however you want to say it, you know, you have to remember Mr. Bill Lumpkin that passed away on Monday at 92. I know you remember Bill Lumpkin.
0: Bill was great. I mean, Bill... Bill was the reason why journalism became a strong thing. I mean, Bill Bill took it to heart. And he, he did it the right way. Did it the right way. Hunted out the story. Bill could hunt out a story.
3: Boy, I tell you what he could, Bill. You know, he done it the hard way back in, you know, where the newspaper was the internet back into us. And uh, you got to see the news a couple of times a day, and you got that paper and Bill and Cecil Hurts. You know, Bill's passed on down 92. I think Cecil sort of moves in. To that position now, Cecil's been down at Tuscaloosa News for a long time. And then I think Paul will come up behind Cecil. We're not hoping Cecil any bad things on him. Hope he lives to be a, a 200 years old. But, you know, Paul sort of slide in there. But uh, as they said, they got in the crop duster back in. And like an old crop duster plane, you get about five or six people in there. And they would around landed close they could from campus to campus there. And they'd go to the colleges. And they'd like, go out to the coaches like Coach Bryant's house, Coach Dooley. Coach Battle in the 70s up at Tennessee, Coach Majors. Bill Battle, I said that, Shug, everybody know They wouldn't got the stories, and that's, that's how it went, you know. So, Bill, we rest in peace. And uh, uh, Stephen and uh, uh, Cecil and Paul, to carry your uh, memory on very well, we want to remember your DMX on this COVID-19. I tell you what, people, this COVID-19 is a serious thing. We're overlooking this stuff. Uh, I took my first shot, and I think maybe that's the reason I'm turning the Incredible hook. I don't know, but anyway. I'm going to try to go get that sequel in the Lord's willing. here at the end of April. And uh, uh, we will to remember DMX because this COVID-19. I tell you, it's just a serious, serious, serious situation here. Everybody in the, in the uh, chat looking good this big money tonight? I need to get me borrow a borrow of little money. Steve want to go get me a steak tonight. Anyway, y'all looking good. I'm going to get out of here, cities, towns, countries, and states. TD appreciates every one of you, I guarantee you. All right, y'all be safe for the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Y'all be good. Bye-bye, everyone.
0: Appreciate that call, coming from Wayland to start off this Friday, we take our next call. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going
4: on, even If you were Senator Hines, how you doing today, man?
0: What's going on, pimp man? What's going on?
4: Nothing much, man. Just want to, you know, I do shout out my viewers, gang, in the chat, fam, and um, everybody that's supporting this channel. I love y'all. But I want to tackle that first topic today, man. Um, some uh, position that I'm very excited about, um, that, that, that offensive line, man, um, and hold on. And uh, I, just, I just need somebody, like, to really look at our roster and look at the depth of talent we have on the offensive line, the depth of young talent, um, and just not worry about uh, Alabama's um, offensive line production. We have an NFL head coach who specializes in offensive line development, coming to work with a group of offensive linemen who were working with one of the nation's top offensive linemen coach for the past two or three years. I mean, the the system just continues to develop. It's like a current will, And you can't deny it, man. The results are proven. So I feel like they, they probably got woke up that first scrimmage. Um, but like you said, Steven, the the the, the reports were kind of mixed, you know, defense was going him and then offense picking up, Bryce Young got in a good rhythm, you know. Um, so, I'm excited. Um, so, just for my uh, question for you today, who do you see filling in those roles at the cross the front line, um, the best five out there? Who would your five be?
0: Okay, my, okay. so my, my five, and i make this quick. So, my five, I would have Neil at Neft Tackle, at Neft Guard, at Neft Guard, give me – Neal at left tackle. Give me Javion Kohan at left guard. Give me Chris Owens at center. Give me Ekior at right guard. And I I, I just really like uh, J.C. Latham. I'll take J.C. Latham at right tackle. But I appreciate that call They're coming in from Senator Orr, starting us off here on this Friday. Definitely appreciate that call from Senator. Orr. But quick little topic right here, folks. And it goes to – it goes to – looking at the uh, man, J- oh, Jalen Waddle. My mind almost went away from me right there, but it goes to Jagan Waddle. Alabama Former Alabama wide receiver Jagan Waddle has inked a deal with Nike. So Waddle becomes the third former Crimson Tide standout joining Derrick Henry for 2015 Heisman Trophy winner and Amari Cooper for the uh, 2014 Fred Bolitnikoff Award winner. Uh, Waddle becomes the third former Crimson Tide standout to ink a deal uh, with Nike. So the young man already projected to be or to go early in the first round of the upcoming NFL draft here late in this month, but to have him sign, ink his contract with Nike, big deal there. Very proud for one Jalen Waddle, the young man out of Houston, Texas who had a marvelous career for the Crimson Tide from 2018 to this past season. We take a break right now, folks. Don't touch that down because upon our return, we get into this young group of wide receivers, this, this young group of freshmen that signed in this recent recruiting class. A lot of people feel like this group has the potential to be as good, if not better, than, than Judy, Rugg Smith, and Waddle. We'll talk about this group of freshman receivers after this. As we have rolled back in here, folks, rolled back in here from the break of a number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine here on a Friday. As always, be sure to give us a thumbs up on the show on YouTube. Give us that thumbs up. Hit that like button. Also hit that subscribe button and turn on all of those notifications so that way you can have the best in news, notes, alerts, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. If you're trying to become a member to TDA on YouTube, here's what you do. You check out the link in the chat line, also in the description, and that link will take you step by step in showing you how to become a member. But beginning now... This young group of freshman wide receivers that came into this recent signing class for the Crimson Tide, uh, a lot of people I've heard in conversations that, you know, as good as Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs III, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Water were, and they were exquisite, magnificent, magnificent, remarkable, exceptional, awesome, any type of positive adjective you want to throw into the mix there, they look at this group, of Christian Leary, Asia Hall, Ja'Corey Brooks, and JoJo Earl, who comes in in the summer. And they look at this group as being just as good, if not better, than the four aces who have left the program. Two were first-round picks. The other two are going to be, you know, first-round picks. And um, what's interesting here is people sometimes don't all the way realize, right, what made the group that just left so good. The 2017 receivers, with Waddle added to that list, uh, was the was the biggest collection of talent Alabama brought in of the Nick Saban era. And uh, we knew uh, uh, pinpointing down what each one of those guys brought to the table. Case in point, Jerry Judy. You knew what you were going to get in Judy. You were going to get speed, hands routes, juke moves, a lot of juke moves, the ability to uh, distribute his weight properly as he got in and out of breaks, in and out of cut. So you knew what you were going to get from Jerry Judy. And then you knew what you were going to get in, J- in uh, Henry Ruggs. You were going to get incredible, top-end, world-class, Usain Bolt-type speed. You were going to get that type of speed you were also going to get big leaping elevation ability to snatch balls out of the air, making those contested catches henceforth. That's where the 42 and a half inch vertical comes in, where Ruggs was concerned. And then for Jalen Waddle, you knew you were going to get speed quickness, and just a combination of versatility in terms of Waddle could play inside. He could play outside. You can put him in motion. You could have him as a kick returner, punt returner. Jalen Waddle was what I would call instant offense. He was instant, instant offense. Big play, big lightning, just waiting to happen. Just waiting to uh, emerge and, and go forth. And then in terms of Devontae Smith, you knew you were getting just perfect, uh, a perfectionist, a, te- a technician in terms of you know, his route running. The smoothest routes, not a wasted motion, not a hair out of place. I remember we had you know, Mac Herford, former Alabama wide receiver, featured on the show. A while back, and he talked about how Smitty was just the prototypical, perfect wide receiver. route. so smooth, routes so clean. You never worried about Smitty getting in and out of his routes because his way of putting concepts together was poetry in motion. So you had the routes of Smitty. You had the blocking of Smitty. Just tough guy would put his hands on you, drive you off the ball, and springing running backs down the field, wide receivers down the field, the routes, the blocking, uh, the, the competitiveness, just just sheer dog-like mentality. You knew that you were going to get that from Smitty. And then last but not least, the ability to come up clutch in critical moments. It didn't matter what time of the game it was, whether it was a national championship catch against Georgia in the 2018 game. It doesn't matter if it was a game-winning catch in 2017 against Mississippi State at Starkville Davis Wade Stadium, it didn't matter what the moment was, if it was big, if it was critical, if it was important, Devontae Smith was getting his hands on the football. So we, we, we all kind of knew what all four of these guys brought to the table. But the question is, we have to learn. The question is, what does what is this group, what does this 2021 group bring? And uh, we have to learn this group, right? We have to learn what does Christian Mary provide? What does JoJo Earl provide? What does Asia Hall provide? What does Shakori Brooks provide? Now, we can do some guesstimations. Of course, we can do guesstimations uh, and speculate things. So in, in terms of guesstimation right now, Looking at Hall, who is six three, you could say he would be the Julio Jones, physical, big body, jump ball, red zone type of target. Uh, Asia Hall kind of speaks to me in that aspect. When you look at Ja'Cory Brooks at six foot two, you could say he's kind of the uh, Calvin Ridley. Devontae Smith in terms of route running, if you will. Ja'Cory Brooks can run some good routes. He can run some smooth routes. He can put some concepts together. So he could be that. Now, will he grow to become that? Remains to be seen, but he can be that just looking at the guesstimation and seeing his size, his measurables, and what he can potentially do on the field. When you look at a... Christian Leary, he can be kind of a a Henry Ruggs, if you will. Speed there, track-type speed, uh, acceleration there, burst there. He can have that that, that ability to go up and make contested catches also in the middle of traffic. Now, will he become that guy? He could. That remains to be seen. But just looking at his size, looking at his build, his measurables, there could be some Henry Ruggs-esque type of ability with a Christian Leary. And then, of course, JoJo Earl, of whom, in my opinion, he can do an assortment of things well. He's kind of a a combination of things, if you will, When you discuss his speed, his acceleration, uh, his burst, his ability to to, to run routes. And if you could put him on special teams as well, returning kicks, returning punts. We could see what he's capable of doing. But, but I, I always found it interesting when when I've been able to talk to fans and, and converse uh, with fans about, you know, this group here at wide receiver that they say, you know, the 2017 group was amazing. The 2017 group was dynamic. That was Saban's most prized possession collection of offensive talents. But there's this group here for 2021 that they just feel like uh, Leary, Earl, Hall and Brooks, they have what it takes to not only be as good As the group that just left, but maybe even better. Now, for me, I look at Ajayi Hall as somebody that could potentially break through that force field, and of the four, he may be the one to start in the upcoming season, going back to his size, his skill set, his physicality, being a jump ball type guy. Now, does this mean that Christian Leary won't be able to do anything in year one? Does it mean that he could break through? We'll see. Does that mean Ja'Cory Brooks doesn't break through? He very well could possibly they will and even when you look at leary and, and jojo earl also i'm just saying just looking at the size factor of asia All, that's what you no know, i'm leaning toward right there but then you also have to take it into account bamas also still has uh trey sean hold and people want to see him and also thayu jones bale as well but the fans you guys out here, you look at this 2021 group as a group that could potentially you know be better they a 2017 group with Jalen at added in there. But we take a break right now here on the show, folks. But upon our return, we dive back into your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your super chats, getting a dialogue going with you the Tide Nation after this. And we are back in here, folks, from the break of a number one ticket here for Alabama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Friday. And before we get into your phone calls, call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, got to remind you of MyBookie.ag. It's MyBookie.ag, latest sponsor here to TDA. You feel lucky, you feel fortunate, you feel like you got the swagger, the skills to pay the bills in terms of wagering on these football games. Here's what you do you check out our guys at mybookie.ag you make the right play sign up today and when you do you use the promo code td alabama and to get your deposit matched halfway that's all the way up to a thousand bucks you can't beat it you can't beat it you cannot cannot beat it check them out right now mybookie.ag it is mybookie.ag get that win on right now but we go over here down to the phone lines to take your calls 205-448-1358 that's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show 205-448-1358 we take a call right now you're live on the show what's going on
5: hey steve this is mike from kentucky how you doing tonight brother
0: hey mike what's happening with your man
5: well i'm just sitting and listening to the receiver chatter and uh as ludicrous as it sounds, losing two guys that are going to go early, I mean way early in the NFL draft, I don't think there's going to be a, a big drop-off. <laughs> it's ridiculous to say that, but th- some of these young kids coming up have All-American potential. And at the University of Alabama, the, the excellence at the the level of recruiting and thought that goes into getting these kids – Inexperience, our natural talent that we're just getting can, can make up a lot for the inexperience, but it all comes down to a quarterback that can see the field. And if you'll watch some of the, uh, Bryce Young's junior year in high school, senior year in high school film, if he can regain, if he can see the field in college like he did in high school, there ain't nobody getting us this year. I, I mean, that kid impressed me. I noticed him his junior year when he beat IMG Academy, when they had Sanders and our starting left tackle <laughs> right now. I mean, they had some the – IMG's always got dudes. And when, when you can beat a school like that, the, the whole team's going D1, that opened my eyes. And I started watching that kid for a couple of years. If he can if he can get that form with more experience and see the field like he did in high school, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I mean, Mike. I, I, I mean, Mike. I, I've been having conversations with Bama fans about this young group of wide receiver, and like you mentioned, it's mind-boggling because Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs both went in the first round, and now you look at you know Waddle and Smitty are both going to go high in the first round. But you talk to other people, well, I mean, we lost those guys, but this Asia Hall kid is going to be the man, this Ja'Cory Brooks, this Christian Leary, this JoJo Earl. And I know this is the greatest class that Saber's brought in on paper, but just listen to the people. They, they, they truly believe this 2021 group here at wide receiver is going to be a group you don't want to mess with. But we, we appreciate Mike from Kentucky there calling in, giving his thoughts on, on Bryce Young in the receiver room, the young receiver room that being. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll
2: Tide, Steven.
0: What's going on, New Jack? Hey, man. You know, I just wanted
2: to call and say I did hear you on Fine Bomb. And, you know, I understand that this is your passion. And, boy, I, I love the show. Uh I, I wanted to say that, you know, I think that it's really a question mark on Texas A and M and Florida because they're both replacing quarterbacks and you really True. you just can't can't tell for sure who's gonna have the the advantage on that Texas A and M Florida question. Uh and I what mean, else? Yeah. Um I did hear a guy say uh yesterday I think that Miami was gonna beat us thirty-four thirteen 13. And immediately I recognized that is the score of the 1990, January first, 1993 uh, Sugar Bowl where, you know, I'm sure you remember or, or you at least saw on YouTube, George Teague snatched that ball away from uh, Lamar Thomas. Uh, but anyway, I don't think Miami's going to be beating us 34-13. I don't think Miami's going to have a quarterback. I think we're going to have the best quarterback between Paul Tyson and Bryce Young. And that is going to be a great quarterback, no matter what the Stephen M. Smith haters out there want to criticize and try to deride our show. We got the best show. I love this show. There ain't nobody loving uh, that other show. Like Jimmy loves this show. Jimmy's got mad love for this show. And uh, nobody, you know, I heard a video where you called yourself like you were doing a Kenyon Drake call, you know, where he did that uh, touchdown return. And you said, I'm like Chris Fowler. But, you know, really, you're like Eli Gold. You're like Eli Gold when the game's not on. You know, you, you talk with enthusiasm. You speak it like a fan, but you're you're immensely knowledgeable. And, you know, I'm just loving the show. I'm always going to throw love on the show. I I hope Uncle Charles is next. Uh, I'm going to stop talking. Please comment if you want to.
0: Appreciate that call that coming in there from New Jack. which is getting back to his thoughts on uh, Texas A&M and, uh, and Florida. I mean, I-, I gave Texas A&M a slight ish just due to, a- at some point, Jimbo Fisher's got to do something. I mean, for the life of me, I wonder, is Jimbo Fisher really the quarterback savant we all claim him to be, or have we just been propping him up for years? I mean, I, I don't know. So I-, I would like to see Jimbo Fisher finally do Something there at AM, but it is what it is. But cool topic here right now, we're about to get into uh, as Alabama football continuing with spring practice. Alabama men's basketball getting to these recruits. This is what happens when you make a big run, a deep run in the NCAA tournament, as Nate Oates and the tie did get into the, to the Sweet 16. You bring in the young, you bring in the recruits, the young men, and Bama has brought in uh, two guys. You've got You you, you got two guys. One guy you got uh, a guy. Names are slipping me right now, but uh, they they got two guys who they both uh, came in. One was a transfer coming in from Texas Tech. Uh, Naramie thank you, Naramie. You got you you got Narami coming in here from Texas Tech, and then you've got the one kid that that came in, Charles Charles Bedoki. Charles Bedoki coming in uh, as as the freshman. So you have two guys, two combo guards here with one combo guard and one forward in this 2021 class. And going back to uh, Naramie here, uh, this guy, former five-star, former McDonald's All-American coming into the program. So, like I mentioned, when you uh, win the NCAA, when you get deep in the NCAA tournament, you get the recruits, uh, you get the young men coming in here to play uh, aspiring basketball here under one Nate Oates. But we take our our break here on the show when we get back we will dive more so into a topic of why are the NFL draft pundits why are the NFL draft experts continuing to nitpick 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 Alabama players and just do them wrong in the draft process we'll talk about that after this As we're back in here from the break, folks, before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to get this thing right here and correct myself in terms of Alabama men's basketball and the recruits that this program, is fine program, bringing in, uh, the first guy was center Charles Bodeco. Charles Bodeco out of IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. He's the commit right now, the center. And then you've got the transfer guard from Texas Tech by the name of Namari Burnett. So you got Namari Burnett, transfer, combo guard from Texas Tech who's coming to the Crimson Tide. you got Charles Bodeco, the hard commitment, the center out of IMG down there in Bradenton, Florida. So, big kudos there to Nate Oates. He's getting these young men, these recruits here for Bama men's basketball. But, also, before we get into the final topic of conversation, have got to remind you of TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So, for all of you fans, Crimson Tide fans, still overjoyed with the Tide's National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now, this means you go, you grab you, uh, 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts, designs which features all 18 championship years on the back. You head over to tdawear.com. Do it right now. TDA Wear .com. You go over to Championship Collections merch tab. Get you those shirts today. Show them that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama student-athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But beginning now, final topic of conversation. And, and this is one that irks me. This is one that irks me. I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, th- 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 this has been happening here for a minute. But it's starting to reach a very high volume, and it's the NFL draft pundits, the NFL draft experts in this process that really just nitpick and just, not only just nitpick, but just really sort of hating on the Bama players, if you will, in this draft process, and two, uh, that I'm going to get into right now Mac Jones and Devontae Smith. The draft experts do this to, a lot, to, to many of the Bama players, but Mac Jones and Devontae Smith are really where they're sticking their heads out here. And starting this thing off with Mac Jones, I mean, you got people saying, well, we can't evaluate him. We don't know how to evaluate him. We don't know if it was him. It wasn't the talent around him. It was more so the talent around him. He had everything. He had the greatest offensive line, the greatest head coach, the greatest wide receivers. He never trailed. He never played from behind. He never played with adversity. He, He played at Alabama, which is a fantasy world that's not going to work out in the NFL. You know, he had all of these weapons. It, it, it's hard to evaluate Mac Jones. It's hard to truly evaluate Mac Jones. Oh, hold on here. He never trailed. Are you kidding me? Did you not watch the Georgia game? And Alabama was down 24 to 20 at halftime and could have been down 24 to 17 if not for Will Rocker busting a 52-yard field goal. I mean, did you not see that? Did you not see there were moments in the old Miss game where Matt Jones and Alabama trailed, and, and then they go, he never really had adversity or played in a competitive game. Did you not see how competitive that SEC championship game was between Bama and Florida? If I recall, the final score was 52-46. to 46. That was a very competitive football game, people. And – Along with that, people go back to, well, he had the weapons. He had all of his help. You know, he had Judy, and he had Ruggs, and he had Smitty, and he had Waddle. First and foremost, Judy and Ruggs were primarily Tua, Tua of vangolas receivers during Tua's time as the starting quarterback. Primarily – the guys that were the guys were Jones, Mac Jones, started a full season. You're looking at, he only had one, only had one guy go to the full year healthy, and that was Devontae Smith. He had Jalen Waddle a little bit, but then Waddle goes down with an injury, and he's looking at, come on, John Metch, help me out here. Come on, Slade Bolden, help me out here. Come on, Jaleel Billingsley, help me out here. Come on, Xavier Williams, help me out here. And uh, I'm a military brat, okay? Family, I got family on both sides that they're in the military, and I've, and I've I've always been on the side of if you're gonna rip a quarterback for having talent, for having weapons, i.e. Mac Jones, but I better be seeing I better be seeing a whole bunch of ripping. I better be if we gonna rip Mac Jones, I better be seeing folks ripped up to smithereens, and I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. I'm talking about. Uh, Justin Fields, I'm talking about Joe Burrow, I better be seeing folks ripped up to smithereens, because we ripped Mac Jones, but I haven't seen a soul rip Joe Burrow, and he had Jamar Chase, Belitnikoff Award winner, first round pick, he had Justin Jefferson, First round pick. He had Thaddeus Moss, the son of Randy Moss. He had Terrace Marshall Jr., a high round draft pick. He had Clyde Edwards E. Lair out the backfield, who was drafted first round last year. Oh, and not to mention he had Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator slash so passing game coordinator. But nobody rips Joe Burrow for his weapons. Nobody rips uh, Trevor Lawrence for his weapons. Nobody rips Justin Fields for his weapons. Nobody rips any quarterback for the weapons, but because it's Alabama, people want to rip Mac Jones. People want to sit there and be like, He he never did this, he never did this, because he played at Alabama. He got pressured at Alabama, he got blitzed at Alabama, he had to overcome some stuff at Alabama, and he was able to get it done, people, and win a championship. Watch the tape, watch the film, the film don't lie. If we gonna rip everybody else, if we're gonna rip Mac Jones, then we better be ripping everybody else up. Because if we're gonna be fair about this thing, let's be 100. let's keep it a Honda, let's keep it a buck, a thousand about this thing. Because Every major Division I program in college football, they all have weapons. Justin Fields had weapons. Trevor Lawrence had weapons. Uh, Zach Zach Wilson had weapons. Trey Lance, they all had weapons. So if we're going to take our shots at Mac Jones, I better be seeing shots taken at every single quarterback in this draft. Now, moving on here to to one Devontae Smith. It it is incredible how – it's incredible how – And no offense to Jamar Chase and and Kyle Pitts. They are tremendous players. They are tremendous young men. They are tremendous athletes. Both of these two should be first-rounders and will be first-rounders and high-first-rounders, absolutely. But it blows my mind that Jamar Chase can opt out, miss an entire season, not play, and people go, that's still the best receiver in this draft. That's the best talent in this draft. That's the safest guy in this draft. He's NFL ready. No, he's NFL ready. NFL ready. But here comes the brother in Devontae Smith that won the freaking Heisman, that won the Boletnikoff, that won the AP Player of the Year, that won the unanimous first-team All-American, and he's getting hit with, he's too small. He's too skinny. He's too frail. He's a feather. He's too tiny. You don't draft skinny dudes early. I don't think he's going to transition. His body can't take those hits. He, he's, he's just not durable enough. Oh, I don't know about DeBonte. But People, watch the tape. Stop listening to all these folks. Well, watch the tape. You watch the tape. Don't let your eyes deceive you. If you want not know how good Devontae Smith is, go ask Derek Stingley. Go ask Sean Wade of Ohio State, who's probably probably picking up scrap iron cans outside my house. Go ask Marco Wilson of Florida. Go ask uh, Eric Stokes of Georgia. Go ask these DBs. Go ask them. They went up against this man one-on-one, and he shredded them to bits. Go ask these folks. And after you ask them folks, go ask the defensive coordinators that had to scheme and strategize against Devontae Smith. And it didn't matter what they did, they couldn't stop the brother. Go, and, And then after you go ask all the people, go sit down and watch the darn tape. That's all you need to do. Watch the tape. Watch the routes watch the catches, watch the dog mentality, watch the elevation. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Because a lot of these draft experts, they don't even know. They have no earthly idea of how the draft is going to go down. We don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is going to be actually the number one overall pick. Who knows? Urban Meyer could take Justin Fields' number one overall and and, and mess the whole thing up. They don't know. These experts don't know all they can do is make suggestions. All they can do is make predictions. All they can do is make assumptions. But it it is crazy how you get the Bama players that get nitpicked in the draft process every single year. They start off getting praised, and then as the draft gets closer and closer, they get nitpicked. And and, and, and I look at Smitty, I'm like, the brother just won the Heisman, and y'all making it seem like more of a curse, than a blessing. Watch the tape. Don't let your eyes deceive you. But tape, don't lie. Smitty and Mac Jones will both be early first-round picks on the night of April 29th. That is a Thursday. But, as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, news information, and coverage here on your favorite program, that being Bama Football. You can access this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app uh, from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, a Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone for your audio listening needs. We got you covered right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Monday, continuing the conversation that is tied football. Remember Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be in the description. Also if you're trying to cop that print edition of of Touchdown Alabama magazine. You go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, become a subscriber today. That link in the description. You can also copy that four-finger bling neck four-finger bling jewelry courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description. Guys, shout out my man, New Jack, baby. New Jack one time. That 888 in the super chats. Appreciate that love. They're coming from New Jack, but until next time, folks. Husbands love your wives. Wives are Appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue to do the good thing, the fun thing, the right thing, the smart thing, the legitimate thing, to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, it in my own words.